I'm assuming this guy had girly wrists. Feminine phalanges. Yes. Welcome to episode 59 of Lunchtime in Rome. Thank you for joining us again. I am sitting here with Chris. So glad to be back. And Jay. I'm here. It is awesome to be back with you guys. And uh, yes, Chris, welcome back for another week. Thanks. Um, We do, as always, miss Brian, but he should be back next week. He's on the road as we speak. Yeah. Um, From... West by God, one week he's in California. Yay! <laughs> the next week he drives to West Virginia. No, <laughs> I heard it's wild and wonderful. Oh, it is. That's what they say. Um, Though you no longer have a friend in Pennsylvania. Ah, grammatically incorrectly speaking. Because like when way. you're leaving, you, well, it used to be you you've either. got a friend, which is grammatically incorrect. No, it's something new, and I forget what it is already. Uh, okay. Um, so let's get some logistics out of the way. Uh, lunchtime in Rome. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com, uh, and you can sign up for email. If you hear a reference on the show, we always email our show notes out um, sometime either after the show or the next day. So if you hear something that you're curious about, we usually mention it or link to it in the show notes. You can do that there. Um, you can also, if you're listening for the first time and you're looking for a way to listen to us, you can... Um, you can basically pick whatever podcast, uh, app you use and subscribe, um, right there on the website and, uh, pick which way you want to listen there. And, uh, we are live on Facebook every week on Wednesdays. Uh, this week is a little later than usual, but we usually send out a, a message if we're going to be a little later than usual. Um, but we're usually live by eight, eight thirty. Um, but Jay, without further ado, you want to give us a little rundown of what this show is all about? I sure do. Uh, it is a uh, overlooked thing that most people go through life and experience feeling alone. And if you think about it, you know, nobody gets put in solitary confinement because they've done good things. The right. Being alone is torturous. And it doesn't matter if you're the richest person in the world, the poorest, uh, the most popular the least popular everybody experiences being alone and the the solution to that is a relationship and it's not only just having a relationship but having one where somebody joins you in your emotions and it's this podcast is focused on a book in the bible a verse in the bible romans twelve fifteen. hence lunchtime in rome um and if we were in rome having lunch we would be hanging out and talking and sharing about life. And that's what we do in the first 20 minutes of the podcast. Yeah. Second 20 minutes, we go over a topic or a tip in how to keep yourself and others from being alone. And then the last 10 minutes, we go over some people who maybe could have done a better job and a few people who can't do better. So that's what we're doing. Um, and that's what this is about. Yeah. If you ever want to fund a trip for us to actually go have lunch in Rome, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd, I'd absolutely love that. Um, but what has been going on in your life this week, Chris? Oh, man. Well, let's see. This week... Um, You're getting ready. Uh, that's the thing. Is It's like it hasn't happened yet, but we're going on a trip. And um, so this week has been a lot of, of getting ready for that. So, yeah, my wife Amy and I are chaperoning 
the marching band trip to Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Orlando? Orlando. Yeah, you know. You know that Orlando. (laughs) Or, Or maybe Orlando. Yeah. So... That happens tomorrow, and when are you guys leaving? <laughs> we um, we're leaving pretty early, pretty early in the morning. Actually, we're yeah, we're flying down to so that we can not you know, drive. Wel- welcome the bus <laughs> when it arrives with all the kids on it. That's so a great way to do it. Yeah, that yeah. is a great way to do it. We're like bonus chaperones. So you're leaving like five in the morning. Yes, sir. And that's great. And the bus wait, is already gone. Are you? Wait a minute. Are you? F- <laughs> it leaves a little bit later. Is oh. takeoff at five? No, no, no. Takeoff. Okay, so you're you're like right. leaving the takeoff at, at like eight. Okay, but gotcha. just you know, get up at five or whatever, and and, yes. and get on our way. Check in at the airport and right, right, do all right. the you know, jump through all the hoops. So and exciting. The, and <laughs> so you'll get down there. What time? Um, probably around lunchtime, I guess. Around twelve fifteen, maybe. Yeah, lunchtime in Orlando, and then you have got a day before the kids get there. I'm so jealous. Why? <laughs> it's true. You I feel like I'm beating <laughs> you up here, but I'm not. No. This- well, it's only because it was on accident. I guess I'm going live with this story now. <laughs> so it's really well. It ends up being beautiful on our end, but it, I still feel I feel guilty about it. I there guess it is. Here, there's there the guilt. There it is. Is that we thought that the the bus with the students was leaving at 5 a.m. similar to our you know our our Thursday morning flight. Makes sense. And so of course we would get down there ahead of them, but we were going to leave at about the same time. Right. Probably Turn, be a quicker flight than a bus ride. Right. Exactly. So we'll st- we would still be there early, but anyway, the, the family's getting ready and we're leaving you know at about the same time. Nope. Turns out that we were 12 hours off. The bus is leaving at 5 p.m. tomorrow, mm. which means we are. <laughs> How far are they going? We're jetting down to Florida, and the kids are just going to be home getting ready on their own. <laughs> Dude, this Good is... thing Ben drives because he's going to drive them to the school with their oh, luggage, fantastic. and away they go. Oh, that's awesome. So you can kind of load up the car. Right. Every... Yeah, okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Dude. I think this is like divine divine intervention. I think you and Amy are going to have some time to yourselves down in sunny Florida. That's going to be freaking awesome. I feel Check so guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't looked at it yet. I, I'll look at it. I'm live. so sorry you feel guilty because, like, I would I would be like, well, it is what it is, and we're going to enjoy every I feel, minute of it. My face is like on fire right now, <laughs> just because that's I I, you know, that's the guilt. Yeah, what do you what here. do you feel guilty about? Oh, he feels guilty about tomorrow. Mostly sunny, eighty three degrees. <laughs> <laughs> the exact time Ben and Lilybug are going to be fighting with each other, putting stuff into the car, yelling. Mom's going to be so mad. Just just put your stuff in. You're going to be like, oh, oh, I guess I'll have a beer. That's fine. Uh, don't mind if I do. I may or may not be wearing a linen shirt. Yeah. That's my that's my go to summer garb. Dude, you taking your hat? Oh, I thought about it, but no. Hat like that doesn't pack real, real well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For the yeah. Tr- for the plane ride, it's. Eh. And you can you wear it on the plane, and you're that guy, <laughs> right? Can't be that guy. Do you, well, well, do you mind talking about like why you feel why do you feel guilty? Um, you don't have to talk about it. No, it, no, it's it's pretty much what Jay said. Just I mean, well, number one, I would say that it just wasn't our plan. Like it, and, and so, so then why do you feel guilty? Oh, I see, well, okay. If it's a mistake, I think okay for not knowing better. I should have known some, you know, I 
somewhere in there was the mistake of we thought we were they were leaving at 5 a.m. Mm. Nope, they're leaving at 5 yeah. p.m. My mistake. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel guilty that all of this has happened and I probably should have known better. Because of your mistake. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yes. And compounded by the fact that he benefits from it. I was gonna say you could right. also say, You're welcome, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really this was this is like an early anniversary present. You weren't supposed to tell her. This was all on purpose. Oh well. Dude, it's awesome. That's awesome. Josh says <laughs> hi, by the way, Chris. Oh, hi, Josh. And the you guys are staying where? Um, at a hotel in Orlando. <laughs> I don't. What do you? How, well, like, are you staying at Universal Studios? Or are you um, guys staying like? At, no, it's pretty close. The it's days not, in. It's or, not like at the Universal Resort. Right. No, it's just outside. But yeah, it's just a normal. I don't even remember the name of the hotel right now. But it's a normal. I'm sure it's lovely. Yeah, just a just a hotel. A friend of mine, um, classmate of mine fellow alum uh helps design roller coasters for universal studios that's like a kid's dream job pretty much when we went down there uh, the second time when we did the gofundme with trey and everything else he really wanted us to go to universal studios and was trying to work a deal out for us but you know it was all and so like now all these years later i'm like i wonder if i could uh, still swing a deal (laughs) like hey uh what about john bella but uh Anyhow, I think you should definitely get into that. Amy loves Universal Studios. Really? Oh, oh man, she's well. It's a much more ride friendly place. Yes. Yeah. It's more mature than Disney, but I mean, Disney can accommodate anybody. But sure. but Universal is a little bit more PG, I would say, instead of G. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. And when I was out, actually, speaking of this, um, he was watching. I don't know if he's. Oh, he's still watching. Um, Adam Hoggett, we went to go visit out him in California, and we went to Universal Studios out in California, mm. and they had, like, the Simpsons area with the Simpsons ride, and they had Moe's Bar, and I had, okay. I had a Duff beer. And they have, like, a Herbert <laughs> section that's around fan- the corner. That- <laughs> it was fantastic. Like, it was so much fun. Wow. That's yeah, cool. It, my it Amy, was very cool. My Amy is is most excited for Harry Potter. Like, that's, oh, like it's, it's insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so Diagon Alley is, like... Destination, like you might go tomorrow. One A, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so dude, I would. As soon as we, yeah, yeah, as soon as we get into the park, I'm sure that's that's where we're headed. By the way, Josh said actually he means hi, not Brian. <laughs> hi, Josh. Uh, any grub in your world lately? Anything exciting? I I made something interesting tonight, but okay. I can't claim credit for it because we we um, have a subscription. To uh, yes. Sun Basket, oh. which is look, you know a, a delivery. This a is home. a good little segment on the show. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because we've never talked about any of those like like Blue yeah. Apron. You guys have done that like for that. a while. We've been doing. I it did for one a few of yours years. like talking about a sponsors. Minute ago. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> we need to get on <laughs> back. One when of we these. pretended <laughs> Sun Basket. Yeah. Sun yeah, but then they'd great. be telling us, "Hey, you can't be talking about you know, <laughs> can't be getting into that corporate stuff. We'll just call it." Sun Basquet. Yes. Basquet. It's a French version. Once oh. time in France. So it was a, an interesting um, Mexican-ish dish, dish, dish I guess. Um, it's uh, We were talking about the tomatillos last week. Oh, and, 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 sir, Do you know had, the number of inappropriate jokes, by the way, when you said Mexican dish? 
And I was like, you mean like? No, can't say that. <laughs> what about? No, can't do that either. Go on, you were saying. This Tomatillos. is a lot of our relationship, by the way, is I misspeak on something and you like. Jump all over? Jump, yeah. Sorry. No, 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 not at, at oh, me. I don't feel. No, no, no. I didn't sorry. mean that at all. No, I just meant like I make the you're mistake. A great, and, and you're a great uh presenter of opportunities for exactly exactly you're a good straight man i'm a good straight man a good setup man yeah absolutely that's 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 what i meant no hurts just just stating it tomatillos yeah so there's like a salsa verde kind of thing you 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 you, were there tomatillos um it was already made it was already (laughs) made into like a salsa verde sauce thing and um you fry it up and you fry what up you the, the the salsa oh really like, you cook the salsa yeah. yeah 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 you fry well you fry some onions first with a little bit of like garlic and herbs and stuff and then you 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 put the sauce in and then um it actually you, you have corn tortillas um hard chips that you put into the pan and like sort of soften and stir it up and cook them with that ah, chiles it, verdes yeah yeah chiquila I think it's like chiquiles uh, no hold on uh chile uh Dad gummit, I will think of it in a minute. Yeah, I can't remember the exact name. What, what's your preferred tortilla, corn or, or flour? Oh, uh, definitely corn. Blue corn. Chili quiles. Wow. Chili quiles. Yes, that sounds right. Had some eggs in there. Yes, fried eggs right on top. Yes, sir. It's a great Mexican breakfast. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, it does know, sound good. Breakfast yeah, for dinner is. in a way, I guess. Yeah, it sort of softens them, but they don't lose their overall crunch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was neat. Wow, I've wanted to make chili quiles. That's awesome. It is awesome. That's good. Um, for me, wow. Oh, I don't know if I should share it. It's a it's a do better. My biggest thing is is I I went to the dermatologist this week for the first time in my life. Oh, I didn't tell you about this. So no. This is new for you. I told Eric. Um, I'm a bit of a moly guy. Holy moly! Yeah, and uh, I've never had him checked. You know, and I and I'm the guy that I don't trust anybody. I don't trust you know a medical doctor. I don't trust the you know the holistic you know, enzymatic guru guy, you know, and that goes all the way through our, you know, talk about past hurts that goes through the trade days and everything else mm. with, you know, everybody's like, if you just give them a big avocado crema, you know, that'll get rid of the cancer if he eats asparagus, right. you know, but yet on the other hand, you've got a doctor that wants to fill him full of poison. And so I don't trust anybody. So I don't want to go to a dermatologist who's going to find something to freeze off my body, you know, and say, Oh, it's pre-cancerous. Well, everything's pre, you know, but I've got a mole on my neck like right on my shirt line that for the last couple of years has been occasionally itchy. Mm-hmm. So I told my, my, uh, I was gonna say MD, but he's actually an OD osteo osteopathic doctor about it. And he's like, was well, it black? And I'm like, no, And he goes, does it bleed? And I was like, gosh, no. <laughs> he's like, well, you don't have to go to the dermatologist, but you can, if you want. So I did. And two, three weeks ago, I scratched it, that mole. And it was like black and like, scabbed and i'm like skin cancer i'm dying i'm dying it's over it's everything he said it was it's everything he said it was and so i (laughs) squirted like vitamin a and d on it and covered it with a band-aid why where did you think i was going that went the other way thank thankfully i i thought you (laughs) i thought you were squirting something out of it like you were saying it was crusty i'm like oh my gosh what are you doing so i I, I squirted it Um, (laughs) um got it on the mirror but um, I drew a target with soap. But what was funny was within two days, it was fine. But then I got a rash and a couple of irritations from the Band-Aid, like the adhesion, the adhesives. Long story short, I go to the doctor and he's like that. Oh, 
that's not even a mole. That's a subcutaneous blah blah blue blue. He goes, that's not a big deal. He goes, I can freeze that off if you want. And I said, <laughs> well, do I have to have it frozen off? And he goes, no, it's harmless. He goes, but you said it bothered you. I'm like, yeah, three weeks ago. Like, I don't need you freezing something off. But he looks at all my other moles and everything else, and he's like, no, you're good. Everything's fine. Not a problem. Everything's good. And I said, well, what about my hives? You know, because I get hives. Like, and, and I've always thought that that's because my immune system you know, is rogue. It, it ate my thyroid, which is why I take Synthroid. And so I always thought that it's just sort of overreacting because I'll get a hive and 10 minutes later, it's gone. You know, he's like, well, I've never heard of a hive being caused by an immune system. And I was like, oh, well, okay, maybe I'm an idiot, but it just makes sense to me. And yeah, that sounds like it should. Right. And then <laughs> he said, well, let's get your blood counts done. And then we can see if you have elevated white counts. We'll see if maybe you have a problem with your immune system. If you have, you know, and I said, I, no, I, I do. He goes, well, you take Synthroid. And I went, right, that's for my thyroid function. But once you have a immune system problem, you always do. He goes, nah, I don't know that that's true. And, and I'm thinking, no, I've had people tell me that, and I've read books about it, and I'm pretty sure, but okay, whatever. I get home, one, one, one Google search. <laughs> the number one cause of hives <laughs> is autoimmune problems. Well, and that was by the osteopathic... Uh, Dermatological Association of America. And it was everything that I had said to him that he was like, I don't know that that's true. I've never heard of that. So I was absolutely livid. I mean, it was, I was, on the one hand, I'm relieved because at least I was right. And that's a thing. Right, right. But, you know, and so it's funny. I, I called a couple people to Van. I called Eric to Vent. You know, and he was very good. Oh, yeah, uh, I gave you great comfort. You did, up until a point. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, I, I do have this being of, I don't even say past hurts, but like I do have this sort of fatal, as much as I'm an optimist, Yeah. I have a fatalistic vein that Everything runs is cancer. Through. Right. Right. You know, or when you're like, you know, I get a pain, it's like, oh, heart attack, definitely yeah. having a heart attack. Right. You know, I do that thing. So it was really nice to go to the doctor and be like, no, all of your moles. Because like, I think like this one, I think it's changed. It looks a little more like a teardrop before it was just a mole. You know? Yeah. He's like, no, all your moles are good. And I'm like, at least I get that peace of mind. Yeah. But he made me mad. That then he left me with, it could be leukemia. You don't know why you're getting these things. <laughs> well, and I said, but at least I know that my moles are good. And Eric goes, well, I don't know if I would trust him. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. You're ready for some great comfort. <laughs> well, Eric beat you to it. He, he got the high thing wrong. Yeah. So Who knows? Uh, I don't know if we can uh, trust him on the mole issue. And I should have known when he came in and he was like, hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> but, and then Joe later on, my son Joe, he goes, or he goes, maybe that website was wrong. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Thanks for squashing <laughs> me being happy that I knew something. But Joe also gave me great encouragement this week as I go over towards talking about food, which is I saw on the kitchen they were talking about making wings in the oven, which everybody knows wings in the oven are terrible. Baked instead of fried. Yeah. And they're like, no, if you put a little bit of baking powder on them, it dries them out. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make me some baked wings. So you, so you get like a little crust on it, like a little crisp. It, it dries them out. It helps render out the fat and the moisture okay. so that they dry out and get crisp. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then I was looking online and another guy's like, no, you should parboil them. Boil them for seven minutes, which gets a lot of the fat out. He goes, and then you bake them. Okay. And he goes, or you can do both. So you parboil them. Then you put baking powder on them. Then you bake them. Super crisp. And, and that's so, what you did. That was my first batch. All I parboiled them. them. <laughs> Coated them in the baking powder with a little bit of salt. 
How much baking powder? Uh, it said coat. I mean, that's like <laughs> that's coat. Okay. Well, it was gross. I was gonna say that can't taste but good. I don't know if I parboiled them too long, and so they got. I don't know, but it just they didn't render the fat out because what they tell you to do is cook them at like 250 degrees for 25, 30 minutes, and then crank it up to 450. Okay. For 35, 25 minutes, whatever else. Whoa. Really? Yeah, and so wow. it really dries them out and crisps them out. Right, twenty five is what I think they said. Still, that seems long. So I got them. You and, doing whole wings or wingdings? Uh, bought whole wings, cut them on the joints, got and made it. wingdings yep. for the and made them. And it was just like you could tell you're eating baking powder, even though I, you know, had them right. in sauce. How could you not? I don't understand how you couldn't. I don't know. So the second time, I did not parboil. I did the twenty five minutes, and this time I just I coated them in salt and pepper and garlic, but I sprinkled the baking powder over top. Did about 30 minutes at 250 degrees, and then a good 30 minutes at 450 to the point where they were almost burned, but they were brown. And they were crispy, but they still weren't like fried crispy. I mean, they were were crispy-ish. Yeah. But when I coated them in the salt, pepper, and the garlic, it was too much salt, so they were way too salty, so I threw them away. So I'm over two on on wings. But it it would be excellent if you could figure out. I'm working on it. Some that's oven, that's my thing. Oven bake. I know, dude. Yeah, I know. That's okay. And so the the to bring the it full circle, <laughs> Joe said to me, he said, "No, but you'll figure it out." And I was like, "Oh, that's man. my boy." He's like, "Of course you will." Unnecessary so he, hype man, my man. Yeah, unnecessary <laughs> hype man. We got to get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> we do. So that's my update. That's what I'm about. What's going on in your world? Um, it's been it's been a week. Mm, it's it's, been a long month this week. Yeah, mm. it's. Um, I've said that before. Some long days, a lot, you know, super busy at work, um, and long, long days at work. I've been getting up, I've been getting up at five o'clock every day. Blech. So it was like every other day I would go for a run every other day. Now, um, so a very good friend of mine, Adam, started a Facebook um, group um, to encur- encourage people to to set some goals and do some weight loss, you know kind of a new year's resolution thing but you know just accountability and um it's been really really good um but as you know if you've been listening to the show I've, i did a couch to 5k last year and i've i've kept up with running and i was running every other day and now i've added on doing just some like calisthenics on the off days um i got a fitbit and the fitbit gives me some workouts that i just follow along it's only like 15 minutes it's nothing crazy you know, Dude, but, it's multiplied by two at five in the morning. But I'll, <laughs> I'll say this though, like I've, I've, I don't think I've ever worked out five days in a row in my life. Look at you. So that was last week. This week I'm in it again. Um, tomorrow I have you know the calisthenic thing, and then I've been taken off on the weekends. But I need to get into a better bedtime schedule. Mm. Um, you know, every once in a while you'll send me a link. Yeah. And I'm like, why is he still awake? Yeah. <laughs> like me, I get it. Yeah. Whatever. But you. <laughs> I'm a night owl, man. It's hard for me to show oh. off. Yeah. I had somebody say to me before we had kids, you'll see. When you have kids, you'll start going to bed earlier. Nah. Nope. Just more tired. Yeah. Just more tired. <laughs> exactly. And and that's kind of like Mags has been a little moody this week. Yeah. Um, so it's just been jerk. draining, you know. Um, yeah. What a jerk. Um <laughs> But it, that still goes into all the feels. Like she's moody, and so you're tired, and then you get frustrated with your child. Yes, because yes. you're like, come on, tonight come on, I was, like, come I was, on. I was totally done with her. I was like, I, I can't. 
I just put her down on the on the floor, and she just cries and like walks like walks away. I'm like, I beg God that he would bring you to me, and that's cool and all. But right now, I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah, and right? I feel a little bit bad, but I don't feel all that bad. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. And uh, but yeah, she's just been just been a little moody. But um, what's cool is um, Amy went part time a little while ago. Some of you know, and. Um, she came to work uh, with Mags today, and we had lunch together with my team at work. So that was pretty cool, and that was fun. Nice little nice. freedom that we have to mm. enjoy. So that's cool. Um, and I ordered the sous vide bags, the vacuum nice. sealed bags. So I got I can't those. Wait. I dude, I can't wait either, man. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna use it the first time this weekend. Now you said vacuum sealed bags. Yeah, but do you have a vacuum seal? I do. It's like a, it's like a hand pump. Oh, okay. Yeah, it came with the machine. Or you have one? No, I got it from Amazon. It was like twenty bucks because I bought one once from Amazon, and it was it was always very. Was hard. it a hand pump or was no, it electronic? No, it, it was electronic, and it was a sealer and vacuum, yeah. and it, I could never get it to work. Okay, because I I bought the bags. The bags are specific. They have like a hole built in to the bag. Oh, for the pump. For the pump, right? And then you pump the air out. That's cool. So I haven't used it yet, but. Um, this weekend, I'm excited to to try it out, and I should be talking about some sous vide meat next week on the show. One would hope so. I would hope so. I'm very excited. To a degree, it smells like somebody's cooking something right now. Is something burning? No, that would probably be uh, Amy blow drying her hair, and that's coming through the uh, <laughs> it's coming through the the ventilation system right now. <laughs> she could maybe move it away a little bit. I don't, I don't know if that's a thing. Did you hear? Did you smell it as well? Yeah. Oh, I smell it. Yeah, but. Sort of as you were saying it, I, I noticed it. Yeah, I smelled it. Yeah. yeah, it's there. It would be great if your house was actually on fire. And we're like, no, 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 no it's Amy. No, 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 she's running outside with Maggie right now. We're like, no, it's fine. It's fine. But I tell you, if your house burned down, Ooh. that would be a hurt. That would be a mega hurt for me because I oh, love this house. It's beyond your wildest dreams. It is. That is a lot of your life is beyond your wildest dreams. Uh, I am afraid for what's going to happen in the future. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's that fatalistic stuff. I know. Stuff. It's a, wait the old shoot swing drop. back. Yeah. Clap back. <laughs> but we wanted to talk last week. Uh, and if, again, all of our shows are archived. And so you can go back and listen. We talked about last week, emotional needs. And I would highly recommend you go back and listen last week if you missed it. It's a really good episode. Chris's first episode. But we, yeah, it's it kind of sets up the whole reason why we're here. Right. It's the the it's the vocabulary yeah. um, of what we talk about. And when people say, like, my feelings, which... Really, the sad thing is I want to accentuate, you know, we, we talk every week at church about how to do this and how to emotionally respond to people and how to love people that way. And I don't know that I accentuate enough the fact that people don't even say, hey, that hurt my feelings. We don't even get to that level. No, it's such a vulnerable state of mind to even acknowledge or to have hope that it might go somewhere. Yeah. You know, but so so few people even say, hey, that hurt my feelings or my feelings got hurt or I got hurt at work or, you know. Nobody says that, let alone. So that's the Roman numerals of the outline. Yeah. For those of you who don't do outlines, this this is a terrible illustration. You know, but to get into the emotional needs are the Roman or the capital letters, the small letter one or number one, two, three, and even, you know, it, it's specifically the emotions. So we went over the emotional needs last week, the top ten emotional needs that people might have yeah. have. Yeah. Um and so to look at it, when, if you get your feelings hurt, 
it's important to know exactly what feeling is being hurt. And so by definition, a hurt is an emotional need that we talked about last week, not met or in fact taken from you. Yeah. And so what happens is if, if, if somebody says, well, hey, when you didn't call me back, that hurt my feelings. All right. Now that's again, that's elevated. We don't get that kind of communication in our world. Sure. But let's say we did. Okay. If I go, oh, sorry. What have we done? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, we've not made it worse. Maybe. Yeah. You haven't made it Cause worse. Because if I go F you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then that way have made it worse. Right. Haven't made it worse. But we need to know, okay, it hurt my feelings. What feelings, in fact, did it hurt? What feeling, what emotional need was taken from you or not met? Yeah. The examples I like to use are, you know, if a guy and a girl are walking through the mall and the guy goes to grab his girlfriend's hand, he has a need for affection. If she's embarrassed by him or doesn't like to do that, or she's not into quote unquote PDA and she just pulls her hand away on a very minor, minor scale, that's a hurt. Yeah. Cause you had need for affection and it wasn't met. Right. But it could also be respect. Mm-hmm. Who are you to not hold my hand? I'm the greatest football quarterback in the high school. And I just offered to hold your hand. How are you not going to respect me and hold my hand? Mm-hmm. So it could be affection. Could be, could be respect. Could be security. Could be security. Wait, if she doesn't hold my hand. <gasps> Maybe she's cheating on me. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're not going to be, maybe we're not going to, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of an emotional need not being met. If you're hanging out with your friends and you turn the corner and your buddy slaps you across the face and they're videotaping it to send it on ridiculousness on MTV and upload and have the, it has the crew from uh, YouTube there. Mm-hmm. As Michael Scott always liked to have the crew from uh, YouTube. <laughs> yeah. We should, we should bring in YouTube for this. Um, <laughs> you know, that's probably going to take away your sense of security. Yeah. Um, and so when we look at that, now we can say, why did it hurt? Okay. That's why it hurt. And we can communicate the hurt a little bit better. Um, and what I wanted to do is to go around the room and bring up specific hurts that we've experienced either lately or in Chris's case, I asked him to come up with a historic one so that we can see the impact it has on us through life. Yeah. Uh, Eric, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Um, so recently at work, Two of my really like really good friends that I work with, um, which may I celebrate that with you? Yeah, that you can say two of my greatest friends that I work with. Like that, yeah. you have a great work environment. We have. I think other teams are envious of our team, and they should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we like we purposefully eat together at lunchtime. Like no other team does that. Mm. Like we always eat together. At least try to. Some of us have meetings that we can't make it, but. For the most part, we're always trying to eat together or we'll take a break and go for a walk and grab coffee across the street or something like it's like we're tight, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and but two of the ones that I'm that I've that I've worked with for for longer than others, um, one of them got a promotion and it blindsided me because it was communicated to the whole team in like a big meeting with our like VP. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel like they would have told me about this. Mm -hmm. Like I've just, I felt betrayed and it really, it, it it puzzled me and it really impacted me from like a, an acceptance perspective. Like, am I part of the group? Like, or am I not? And I thought like, am I being played here? 
you know, that kind of feeling. Cause just I've, that they wouldn't share the, the good news with you. It's not that you right. weren't up for that same spot. No. It's not like you, you're, you know, you were let down or anything else. Like, why no. wasn't I included in that? Right. Like, I, right. And so you said it, it feels as an acceptance thing. Yeah. Um, is it also, though, to a degree, because you didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong, but it's, it's, and it's, I've been hit with that in the past. Right. But this in, is in my, in my life. This is really important. Yeah. Because this is, and if I may push my nerd Dude, emotional need glasses up. This is what up. we do. This is what we do. To a degree, it's 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 not acceptance by okay. nature of the emotional the t- needs list. Yeah. It's the belonging, belonging. approval. Approval. Approval, yes. belonging. But you call it belonging, blessing. which makes more sense. Right. Because I thought I was part of the team. Yeah. I thought I was close with you. Yeah. And maybe I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm not accepted into that group, but the the emphasis is on group. Yeah. That I, I thought we were a team. I thought we were close. I thought you were, I was your confidant to some degree. Yeah. But I'm not now. Yeah. And so maybe I'm being played because I'm sharing things with you, but you're not sharing them with me. Right. And so now I feel insecure and I feel hurt. Right. Because I thought I was part of this group that I'm not. Right. And it definitely hit security. It certainly know. goes to emotional right? security. And I, like, cause I, and I think like. The more and more that I learn about myself, I feel like emotional security is real. It's real big with me. Yeah. Um, and then later I find out that like it really was something that happened very quickly and it wasn't like something that it kind of it was a surprise to them, too. Right. So and we're all good. But at the time, like I like my like kind of stomach hurt a little bit, you know, like. Oh, and your head and your head starts spinning. Yeah. Because you're like, well, well how, does everybody know? Am I the only, am I the only one that yeah. doesn't know? Right. You right. know, and your head's hot and, you're, and your hands are cold. Yep. And you're sitting there and you're sweating and everybody's looking at me because they all know. I don't know. Yep. And I'm just going to work at my computer and not say anything, you know. Yeah. Like, aren't you happy for? Yeah, real happy. Yeah. Real happy. Fine. Yeah. Fine. It's yep. awesome. No, it's it's awesome. I'm going to go eat my feelings now. Bye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sad but true. Metallica said it best. <laughs> Chris. Hi. Um, we already did that. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> he's already in, he's already in Orlando. <laughs> oh, 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 Orlando. So my hurt, yeah, is historical today. Um, it's of historic measure. It, it's of historic measure. It is historically today. <laughs> my story for today is historical, and it we I I touched on this a little bit um, when we were talking about emotional needs last week. I don't think it was on the air. Oh. Oh, it was afterwards. We got into a little more detail about it. Okay. See that? that? Nice. Nice memory. I'm glad you had it. So. I don't. Yeah. uh, We were talking about high school and um, my, my, I guess, lack of of acceptance that I I have felt about um, uh, high school relationships and high high school friendships, high school. um, But again, not even acceptance. It's belonging. Yeah, right. Okay. Being accepted into a major group. Right. Or a cl- okay, so a, a solidified friend What's group. What's acceptance again? Though? Can you say that Being again? loved even though you've screwed up. Right. Oh, right. So it's not acceptance. They're accepting the fact that you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> or that, yeah. you, that you have erred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. E-R-R, so it's the approval slash belonging. Yeah. Right. So, and, and honestly, a lot of, of my feelings about it have come in later years as I've reflected on my past and thought about you know why do I have the insecurities that I have Mm -hmm. or why you know why do I react to certain situations the way I do and then looking back I I feel like a lot of it stems from um, the fact that when I was in high school 
I mean, it's not that I didn't have friends, but I don't think I was, um, I, I didn't have, I had, I'll say this. I had one person who I would say, oh, he was a close friend in high school. I would have called him my best friend, but, um, would he have called me his best friend? Right. Not entirely sure. I mean, we 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 were good friends. We hung out a lot, but he also hung out with with people who um, weren't the nicest people. People who I didn't usually want to hang out with, and um, when I did, I would often be, um, you know, the butt of jokes or mm. um, just. Just the way that they behaved made me feel a little uncomfortable, honestly. Yeah. So, um, just I didn't feel close to them, obviously, and um, so I think it created um a sense of aloneness to to yeah for me that that I didn't Insecurity. even always yeah. But at the time, I'm not sure I considered it that. I'm not sure that I I thought oh I'm insecure or even or you know maybe not that well fleshed out of a thought but um, I'm not sure I even would have said I'm lonely yeah but I think in retrospect looking back I can recognize that oh but I was alone a lot of the time and there you know there were you know plenty of times where um, I did not have someone to confide in. Mm. Um, and, and I feel like as, you know, in more recent years, as I've sort of um, been facing anxiety um, over uh, social situations or, you know, whatever might come up that, that I've started to reflect back on, on where does that come from? And, uh, and I definitely, I definitely have pinpointed that as as a source sure. of of a lot of those uh, feelings and and reactions to, to those emotional. I don't even know if I would call it emotional hurts. I guess some of it was, but it was also almost like emotional negligence, like just a lack of of being close to people or a lack of people weren't close enough to hurt you. <laughs> um. Sure. Right. Yeah. Which is pretty sad. And which is hurt. Right. <laughs> Eric, Eric comes out of left. Actually, I imagine more opening like a door. It's still a hurt. <laughs> um, no. And, and I celebrate the fact that you've had that introspection. Um, but boy, do I feel bad for that kid who's just like, I'm just not quite, you know, we, we give kids nicknames on the volleyball teams every year. And they're, they're affectionately somewhat derogatory. And every once in a while, there's the kid who gets the nickname can't get right. Because, like, no matter what he does, it's just always wrong. Right. And I feel like you almost felt that way about yourself. Like, I'm, I'm just not quite right. I'm yes. Not, I'm not quite there. Definitely. You know, and me thinking of you now, that blows my mind. And you even said how in college, you were all that. You did have all those relationships. You did have good friendships. You were part of the in crowd, for right, lack right, of a right. better term. And I think that's important as we go forward in the next couple of weeks to talk about where hurts go and how to heal hurts. Yeah. That that didn't solve. That didn't heal. Yes. No, I'm just I, I was sort of coming to that thought in my head as you were starting to say it that, yeah, the 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 years after high school that that felt a lot better to me um, didn't heal. Right. What happened it, in yeah. high school? It those 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 the, old yeah. feelings still come up. Those old 
uh, you know, emotional gross feelings. Yeah. Uneasy, all those things to the point where it debilitates you. Like you said, where you experience moments of anxiety today when, you know, I, I wish each of us, and I mean that meaning in this room, certainly Brian, but for everybody, if, if we could see each other through the eyes of those who are closest to us, because there's like, for me, it's like, there's zero. You should be emotionally insecure about. There's nothing that should give you anxiety. Like my, my thoughts on you are so much higher than probably yours are of yourself. Mm. And we all do that. Yeah. You know, for the most part. And there's, we all think of one person who's like, no, they think a little too highly of themselves. <laughs> but in reality, we know that's not true either. Yeah. Um, and so that, that I think is such a, a wonderful and yet terrible testimony to the hurts of our past because you're just, you do, you, you are unbelievably successful in so many different ways that there should be nothing holding you back except for, a, you know, a bunch of what's the biblical term, punk ass bitches at your <laughs> high school years ago. That right. Just for whatever reason, didn't maybe not even on purpose, obviously they just didn't include you. Right. Enough. Yes. And that's just how impactful the hurts are from growing up. Can yeah. be. Um, my example is, you know, not nearly as profound as that, um, but I, I've shared it, I think, with a couple of people that I was meeting with somebody from our church out of love, and it was great. I mean, it was out. It was one of those times where I can't believe this person's opening up to me um, as much as they are because that's not their characteristic. And, and it was, you know, sort of their dime. You know, they wanted to meet with me, so glad that they did. And at the end, they said, well, you know, I've got some ideas, you know, for you and the church and everything else, but not now. And I'm like, we, you can't do that, right? Because I'm just going to be <laughs> right. like, what are they thinking about? And and at the end, they said, well, you know, you're you're very good at preaching, and, and it's very fresh, and and it's different than a lot of preachers, you know. But your message has really grown stale, and I think it would be good if you brought some other people in to preach. And me knowing this person was, I was like, okay, clearly they have no idea how horrifically hurtful that could be, right? <laughs> like because that's the worst thing, like even. Yeah. I, and knowing you, right? Like, you, I don't want to say take pride, but like, you know, you, I feel like you put your heart and soul into every message every week, and it's, a, it's, I you, rarely you, mail it in. Right. <laughs> you do. Right. No, that's, and, well, tell me you don't agree with me. Fine. Tell me I'm, I'm inadequate in my right. biblical history. We could talk about it. Right. But to say to a speaker, your message has grown stale. Well, and like, and my thing is, is like, you're passionate about it every single week. And to me, it feels new every week. Like to me, it's the opposite of stale. And that is like that. Like if you said that to anybody, even with somebody who like thinks that they're bringing something fresh and new or something that's relevant or something that, you know, people can take away, which is exactly how I feel. It's just a bad, it's just a bad <laughs> comment. Like right. really bad. Well, number one, it, it's not supportive. It's, it's not supporting me. That's so I'm sure. looking at the emotional needs. Like, are you coming alongside me and helping me? That's support. I mean, you know, and so I looked at it and, and also to a degree it's, and, and this is what I'll come back to. support <laughs> like, Well, right. <laughs> but it's also for me, as far as what emotional needs did it take from me? You know, or not meet. Certainly, it didn't meet the need for support. Well, one respect from, from like uh, at least that's what. And how so? Because you're his pastor or her, like whoever it is. Sure. Like it, you're their pastor, and to say that in that manner is really disrespectful. 
in right. my mind. Like the thought that came to you know, and again, I for those who don't know me and, and I don't I, know why I, you well, go ahead. I, I mean, let me say this: I'm not one to put the pastor on a pedestal, right? Like to me, pastors are people, and but they've been you know called to lead you know their sheep or flock or whatever people. Um, and I'm but I'm also like they're still human, and you know, yeah, I just want to say that, right? And you know, I was going to say if you don't if you don't know me. Then I would go with, I'm not really sure why you're listening, but maybe they know you guys, <laughs> you know, I'm not that guy. I'm not the one who says I'm the pastor. Right. That being the case, what leads you to believe you could say that to me? Like any human being, yeah. let alone like, again, not that I'm the pastor, but like, why don't you think that's going to have a negative impact on me? Right. Um, and it was funny because it, when he said it, and we'll talk about this in upcoming podcasts, I went to facts, logic, and reason. Well, and it is a he. He is who he says, you know, I know who he is. Okay. I know that he doesn't have a very good, you know, social barometer. Okay. <laughs> you know, I know that he doesn't really, he doesn't. Like if I say, do you not realize the impact this would have? He doesn't. <laughs> you know, and, and I certainly know he didn't mean it in yeah. a negative fashion. Right. And he might even have had some ulterior motives in saying it. Sure. And then it was like two weeks later and I was like. Gosh, that was hurtful. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can think away all the reasons behind what he said. The reality is, gosh, do you not respect me? Yeah. You know, and then it also causes the inner doubts. Like, maybe my message has grown stale. Right. You know, maybe maybe, maybe there isn't more. You know. What's that? What do you mean? What's that hurt? Because that's not respect. No, that's my own issues. That's the ramifications of other hurts. Like, why would I sit here and doubt yeah, myself? Yeah, what are those hurts that would make you feel that way? In, in, in my opinion, for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it would be that, and I've searched this for a lot my whole life. You know, my dad was a great dad, but he's a terrible father. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a good buddy, yeah, but he wasn't a good father. Um, and, you know, he never was, you know, son, you're going to make it someday. You're going to be great, or this is what you've done, and you're great. You're like, I never got that a, that that confidence from my dad. Gotcha. Um, the best I ever got was maybe my golf swing. Yeah. Remember he would always say I had a really good golf swing. Sure. Um, and so there's a lack of confidence that comes with what I do. And I grew up in a household. Oh, was mom listening? You know, where we just made fun of each other and we were great at it. And yeah. you just didn't want to have a, f- you never exposed a fault Yeah. or you got buried. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's so, I know you guys are looking at me like, Jay, you were raised that way. That's crazy. <laughs> um, and so you combine with nobody inherently overly believing in me mm-hmm. and anybody tearing you apart. So, of course, now, 40 years later, somebody says, yeah, your message that you pride yourself on, ah, it's a little stale. Mm. Oh, they were right. Mm. Not even they were right, because nobody ever openly didn't believe in me. Sure. But like I always sought, whether it be from my dad or other male role models in my life, that approval belonging. Hey, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're one of us and you're going to make it. You're yeah. going to do it. Yeah. And, and I've actually been hurt by several that have dropped out in my life mm-hmm. where I needed them at certain points in times mm-hmm. and you turn around and they're not there. Yeah. Um, and so that has that impact today. Gotcha. Okay. Um, wow. And so I think those people, and I appreciate that. Yeah. That yeah. was a great head nod um, right there. Um, but those people could do better. Those people can do better. And actually we only have one do better this week. Yeah. And you're doing it. Yep. Right. But before we do that, I want to, while Jay, I'll, I'll buy some time while Jay looks up um, his do better. Um, each week we, we kind of end the show with a do better. It's 
we kind of throw all the emotional need stuff out the window and we, eh, we like to tie it into the do better. Yeah, we do. Um, and, uh, we talk about people that should do better. And then we, we also end the show on a high note of can't do better. Cause we like good news. Like, aren't we all just exhausted of bad news? So it's uh it's an opportunity for us to share good news. The other thing is we, for our Christmas episode, um, put together all the drops um, that we that we do at the beginning of the show. So if you listen, you're listening to the show, you heard a little sound bite at the beginning. There's always multiple drops that we pick from in the show, um, and we're putting the rest of those drops at the end of the show. So after after this segment, after we say our goodbyes, you'll hear all the drops from this ep- episode, not just the one at the beginning. Um, so something to look forward to a little extra each week and, uh, yeah. So Jay, we can also do better because we got an email around Christmas and, and I don't know if you want me to, we won't keep say, it anonymous, right? Keep it anonymous. Yeah. But, uh, somebody shared with us just a, a, a time they had at Christmas where they were just tired of putting on the face, tired of, of playing the game mm-hmm. and putting up with, you know, b- revisiting lifetime of family hurts. Ugh. Um, yep. And I just heard on, on WDVE, our local radio station this morning, that all the people on the show were talking about how they're having to drink less because they drank so much over the holidays. And the one said, you know, sometimes it's the only way you can deal with the family. <laughs> and another guy said, actually, it's sometimes the only way you can deal with the family. Or it's, <laughs> no, the one guy said, it's a great way. Yeah. And the other said, it's the only way. Yeah, yeah. But, and for the person that wrote in, you know, Man, you're not alone. There's yeah. a ton of people who just have to survive it. And I hate the fact that what should be celebrated as a great time to be with the family is turned into something you have to survive. Um, so our heart goes out with you. And sorry we didn't respond last week. Um, but here's somebody else who can do better. Dateline. Bing. Pittsburgh. Ooh, local. A man has been arrested after he broke out a back window of a constable's car in order to escape custody Monday while being taken to the Allegheny County Jail. Robert Logsdon, 22, had initially been arrested in Bellevue. He was in custody when he broke the window of the constable's car and jumped out just before 6.30 p.m. Monday at the intersection of Fort Pitt Boulevard and Stanwyck Street. According to the Allegheny County Sheriff's Office, Logsdon was handcuffed behind his back, but he managed to maneuver his hands to the front to break the window. Nice. <laughs> Stick it to the man, Chris. That's, that's how Chris would do it. <laughs> that's what everybody says. Chris, he would know how to get out of a constable's yeah, car. Girly wrists. Badass Chris. <laughs> Did you say girly Chris? No, girly wrists. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming this guy had girly wrists. Feminine phalanges. Yes. <laughs> um, Logsdon was being taken to jail on three warrants for violation of parole. Whoopsie does. He had pled. He had pleaded guilty. Or wouldn't he have pled guilty? He would have pled guilty. Well, do better, WPXI. Well, uh, pleaded his. He had I pleaded. Think pleaded pleaded is right. Yeah, he I had think, done. Yeah. He had done. Pleaded it. He had done. Pleaded it. Guilty in cases from 2016 through 19, criminal trespassing, theft by unlawful taking, and resisting arrest. Here is so. First of all, do better, dude. Um, also but also do, do better, do better constable. Yeah, breaking out the window though. I mean, that's well, do better on the car manufacturer because, like, <laughs> yeah. come on, like, <laughs> well, I mean, right. And to so end. many levels. <laughs> uh, to that end, are they like, what is that noise? <laughs> like, okay, he broke out the window. I'm going to guess that they weren't in the car at that time, though. 
or yeah, near but, it. Yeah, but still. Yeah, yeah like. And we got this guy. He's got three warrants. He's a flight risk. Ah, let's go grab a cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> He'll be fine in the in the car. Could have gone donut. I didn't. It was the obvious joke. Here's the do better for Logsdon. Authorities said Logsdon was found shortly after midnight that night. Oh, excuse me. After midnight Tuesday. I don't know what day it was. Hiding in a closet of a second floor bedroom at his girlfriend's home. He refused to obey commands and this makes me so happy. A taser was used before he was again arrested. <laughs> you gotta love a taser. Uh, his girlfriend, Shania Steinmetz, was oh, also arrested and faces charges of hindering apprehension and disorderly conduct. Don't go hide at your girlfriend's house. Yeah. Don't really think they're not gonna look. <laughs> um, but very quickly, I would like to add, do better, Dateline, Pittsburgh, state oh, police boy. searching for a woman who escaped custody at a Pittsburgh correction center. What is going on? Just do better. Let's. They don't say how this one got. Kayla We're Ray letting everybody Rose run loose. Sloan is serving time for possession with intent to deliver. Everybody's running amok. She got out at a community correction center in Shadyside. Do better. Do better, people. But some people can't do better. Some can't. I'll tell you, Terry Ingram. Terry. Photographer Terry Ingram is being called a hero after he saved three men from drowning in an overturned car in Nebraska. Uh, nice. Ingram was taking photos of eagles. Come on. That's pretty awesome. Um, on Saturday afternoon, when a white car flew past him, the car was heading north when the driver lost control while crossing railroad tracks, according to the local sheriff's office. They hit the fire hydrant, and I don't think they even touched the ground, said Ingram. They were already airborne. The car broke through the frozen pond and began filling with water. Oof. I panicked when I heard the guy's voice, get me out. It's filling full of water, said Ingram. Once I pulled the door open, the water started going in, and he was coming out. Just seeing those bodies there, I thought they were gone. Ingram pulled three men from the car. Two of them were taken to Nebraska Medicine with non-life-threatening injuries. Two of the men are 19, and the age of the third was unknown. The parent of one of the men took, face, took to Facebook to thank Ingram for saving his son's life. God puts people in places for a reason. I think he told me my camera's dead. Go up there and wait, Ingram said. And he's just a hero today. Wow. That's what's awesome. And the fact that it was already in the water? Yeah. And that's cold incredible. Water. That's like cold. That's like, because it was frozen over. Right. So like hypothermia. Like they said he opened the door like Ingram got some. He had like those emergency muscles. I mean, he looks, <laughs> he looks like he'd be like a, a guy you don't mess with like he just yeah. looks like a nice like a rugged dude yeah you, you want know? him in your corner not like a not like a tough mean looking guy he no. just he looks yeah. like he knows what he's no he knows what he's about yeah he's yeah. a guy that a mugger looks at and goes no i'm all right yeah like, I'll, I'll go get the a little old and he's got if he's doing wildlife photography he's got to be an outdoorsman so awesome so yeah ready for another yeah let's do it all right father and son team encourages empathy for homeless and oh, subtitle though, and this is really what the the article's about. Their surprisingly personal touch is what makes the real difference. So, it's about Chase and his father, John Hansen. And this started when Chase was four years old. And it says uh, they were shopping at his, with his. He was shopping with his dad at a mall near his home in Salt Lake City, and didn't understand why the person they saw didn't have a place to stay. Granted, Chase was very young at the time, but his dad, John, took it as a learning opportunity. And he told his son that the person had likely run into hard times and was now homeless. And Chase wanted to help. So, 
they decided to um, convince a uh, local Jamba Juice to provide 100 smoothies. This is how this started, uh, which they handed out to homeless people at a Salt Lake City park. Hmm. After that, they moved on to uh, taking some of the homeless people they would meet out to lunch. And um, this is Chase now, about 10 years later, so about 14 years old, saying that he would ask them where they were from, what their hobbies were, stuff like that. And sometimes they'd share the story of how they became homeless. So after doing about 150 of these lunches, uh, they decided to start a self-funded charity called Project Empathy. And uh, its purpose was to inspire others to connect to homeless people in their communities and help them find resources for housing, employment, and alcohol and drug addiction. And um, that's been going on now, like I said, for about 10 years. Let's see. Something. uh, They took their Project Empathy on a mini road trip recently to share experiences and serve food at homeless shelters and they stress the importance of keeping up with the people they meet and developing real friendships based on trust and just a final quote from from chase he says they're human beings they're exactly like us they're just in a worse situation and i think that um you know obviously we are called to 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 help those in need but there are so many times where um you know, you see somebody asking for money or you see someone with a sign or, you know, wherever it might be. And, you know, we're, we're, we're living our life and we're, we're, we're busy and it's right. And it's who <laughs> yeah. knows, you know, what situation yeah. are we getting into? And, and there are a lot of obstacles to that, but, um, these guys decided to, you know, breach those obstacles and, and, and make a way to, to make real relationships and connections. I, I was thinking something I think similar is like they started small. They just did this right. little thing, smoothies, and then, boom! Now they're like going and taking the taking it on the road. Like it's well, awesome. What I think is important is, you know, you're you're walking downtown and you see the homeless person, you see the sign, and what's the debate? Do I give them something or do I not? Right. Do and I then, feed the drug addiction or? Do and I then give you get into McDonald's that same coming. argument. Oh, I never give them money. They just use it for drugs. Well, you know what? If that's what they do, oh well. You know what I do is I I'll go to McDonald's and I'll give them this. And you know, one time I tried to give somebody an apple and they said, "Get it out of my face." Did you ever sit down and talk with them? Right. Like that's the beauty of this that they sit down and they connect with them. Yeah. We don't have that debate. Like, well, oh, I'm certainly not going to sit down and talk with them. <laughs> that's actually the that's part of the story the that Chris mentioned was Chase like. Ask them about like what their hobbies are, and, right? Like, just like, having a, re- a real conversation. Just, yeah, just who are you? Instead of like, you know, wow, you got a lot wrong. You know, oh, you're, you know, it like just you know, criticize. Not even revolutionary to see them as um, people. Right. That's awesome. Phew, it's convicting. Man, some people can't do better, and that's a great story. Um, but. Thank you for listening. Again, you can visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. Email us um, from the website and uh, let us know. Yeah, your hurts. Yes. Um, and if you're if if like with Chris, you had a hurt from childhood, and you're just like, I don't know why, but it to this day it still bugs me. Yeah. You know, let let us unwrap it a little bit. Let us join you, and, and give you a little bit of comfort in that. And I will say, like one of. Jay's best talents is unwrapping it and figuring out where it comes from. And once you figure out where it comes from, man, it's it's very enlightening and it's very helpful to get a better understanding of of where those hurts, you know, are are coming from and and live inside you. Because, man, we are all hurt and we all see. Actually, that was one thing 
I think I want to talk. I'm going to save this for a later, a later show is people that are like people that don't buy into this at all. Oh, that's a great episode. Yeah. Like they are, I, I, they, it's going to be it a one minute episode. They're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they are wrong, but the, it hasn't clicked. And there's been moments with like Brian where it's like, it's clicked. There's been moments with me, Chris, I'm sure you've had like epiphanies and it's clicked. It's like, right. Oh, I get that example. Right. And then it starts. Okay. And then it snowballs and it moves on to other, other areas in your life and you figure out more. But it and can more take a while. Yourself. It can take a while, but there are people out there. That's, that's not me. I'm not like that. But I don't have emotional more. needs is an exact quote. Yeah. Right. I think if you're truly close to God, you don't have any emotional needs. That's and I'm like, oh. and you are a cold and terrible husband to your wife. I didn't say that. I thought that though. And he is. <laughs> um, so yeah. So we'll be diving into that. But like Jay said, please email us. We can keep it anonymous. Um, we'll make up funny names. Yeah. I love making up stuff. Um, but if you write in, it gives us content and it gives, it gives other examples that other people can relate to that might be outside of our personal examples. And it'll help you. Touch. Yes. It will help you. Um, so yes, lunchtimeinroom.com. You can email us right from the website. Um, come visit us on Facebook and watch live and join the conversation. It's, um, it's a lot of fun to see people watching, um, and interacting with us during the show. Um, and that being said, we will see Brian next week. Bye, Chris. <laughs> hey, I'm excited to see Brian, too. <laughs> He's going to be in Orlando. But I think we're going to have Chris back. <laughs> we I, are I, definitely. I think that's going to be a thing. <laughs> so, But we'll, we will see you guys next week. See you soon. Bye. In Orlando, Florida. You're a good I, straight man. I'm a good straight man. I thought you were squirting something out of it. Like you were oh. saying it was crusty. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are you so, doing? So I, I, I squirted it. Girly wrists. One of... Jay's best talents is unwrapping it. <laughs>